Oh, You Thought Podcast, the place where you get a heavy dose of positivity, sarcasm, knowledge, and ratchetness. Enjoy the show. Testing, testing. Is this thing on? I know, I know. It's been a long while, but it's still your girl Fallon, the host of Oh, You Thought Podcast. I've been gone for a long while, so let me just explain where I've been and what's been going on with me. So 2019, I still was recording, but I wasn't recording like on a weekly basis. Like everything was starting to get too busy with work and all that stuff. And then I got a little surprise in in March. Um, I found out that I was going to have a whole baby <laughs> uh, in 2019. Um for those of you that have been keeping up with this podcast and all the things that I've talked about, um, you know, I've talked about having polycystic ovary syndrome and I'm officially 38 as of December. And, you know, I've always wanted to be a mom. I always wanted to have a family. I wanted to have like three or four kids, but now it's like one and done. I'm too old for this. So I get the surprise that I'm having a baby, you know, wasn't in a relationship, but I was, you know, dealing with someone that I care a lot about and I've known for over half my life. And so now we have this whole baby boy (laughs) uh, together. So um, he was initially supposed to be due in November. Uh, but he came early um, in September. My whole pregnancy was just horrible. So that's another reason why I'm like one and done. You know, I just, I can't do this. Like I'm on birth control now. Like I just, I don't want another baby. And I love my pumpkin so much. He's such a little blessing. He overcame so much um, as far as being in the NICU for over a month and having issues in there. And now he's just a, a, he's a little slim baby. You can tell he's going to be tall and slim like he's like his daddy or whatever, but um, he is healthy. He loves to eat and he's getting better at sleeping at night and he's just, I don't know. I just, I just always look at him and I'm just like, wow, you just really think like, you know, the plans for your life and you don't, you don't always know the plans that God has for you. And I don't know, just stay positive for all the women out there that want to have babies and you just think it's over. Like I didn't even do anything to prepare for this. It was a truly a oopsie daisy baby. Um, a blessing baby nonetheless. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't try to lose weight. I didn't try to do this. Like I just thought it was over and done. So you can apply that to anything in your life. Like you think it's over and done. Just don't worry about it. Like really don't worry about it. Have fun. Keep God in your life and things will happen according to plan. I know that my little bundle of joy was blessed to both of us for a reason and so I take every day and I'm just so thankful for him he's he's so precious um if you follow me on Instagram um I do share pictures um of him on there at first I was like no I'm only gonna share pictures on Facebook because I know 99% of those people on Facebook it's more like friends family schoolmates stuff like that but I was like you know I just I just want to share this joy this happiness that 
is my son and I'm so happy. So that's where I've been. Every day I was pretty much sick and I, you know, I tried, I tried, I tried to keep the podcast going, but it just, I just couldn't do it. So my commitment to y'all is like, if I plan to go away, I'll tell you that I'm going away, but this is something that I want to continue to grow and I want to keep doing and I want it to get bigger and better. Um, I do plan to, to have co-hosts and things like that. Um, I already have a couple of people in mind, um, that I would like to have on the show, um, Right now, I'm recording at home while uh, my little boy is being watched by his Grammy. Not Granny, but Grammy, okay? (laughs) That's what she wants to be called. And so I'm getting a little hour to myself to record this so I can get back to y'all. So let's just get straight to the mess. Um, A lot of the stuff I prepared for like last week and stuff, and I just really want to talk about a couple of topics that I really want to go in depth about. Um, First, let's just give some congratulations to LSU. They are the title holders for um, this year for college football. Um, Good game. They had a great season. All those wonderful things that should not be taken away from them. So let's just stay with it. The fact that People are so upset that Odell Beckham Jr. was allegedly giving out money to the players. It grinds my gears. And let me tell you why. I am I have always been on the side of right as far as like these college athletes being paid some type of a stipend and and not being uh, denied to have endorsement deals and all this stuff because these colleges are making millions of dollars off of these athletes. And we're talking about these high level schools like your your LSU, your Duke, your whoever, uh North Carolina. Like they make millions of dollars off of these students and you're telling them they can't get a piece of a pie. Like if they were a normal college student, they would be able to hold down a job or whatever else to get cars and whatever else they wanted to do. And they're not able to do that because they are basically an employee. They're going to school and they're training most of their days when they're in season for whichever sport. And you have some people that play multiple sports. And so, yeah, it's your choice to do these things, but you're preparing yourself for life. That's the whole point of college, right? They tell you, go to college, get your degree and all this stuff. And you have people that are naturally good athletes that are preparing themselves for the career that they want. So how come they can't get paid something and why is it an issue when they're celebrating and Odell is slapping them however amount amount of money that he was slapping in their hands or whatever and allegedly some people said it was fake money blah 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 but whatever fake money real money it doesn't matter it shouldn't be a big issue and also um what happened in the the locker room with the cop being there and Odell slapping the cop on the butt my thing is this they just won a championship everybody's in full-blown celebration mode and Odell went to that school So for people saying, why was he even in the locker room? The haters, the people that are questioning, the people that have filed uh, the warrant, issued the, the warrant for his arrest. And the people are just in their feelings that LSU won the title. Like, give LSU their props. 
Like they had a great season, you know? And going back to Odell, like he was excited that his school won the championship. He has every right to be there. If they didn't want him in the locker room, on the the field, he wouldn't have been there. But guess what? He's an alumni and he's Odell Beckham. Who's going to deny Odell Beckham? So the fact that that's even an issue really made me mad. So since we're also, since we're still, since we're talking about sports, you have to give me a little minute to get back being used to, to being behind the mic. You know how I am. But nonetheless, I got to talk about my Texans. Like, we always get to the same point in the brink of the playoffs. And I feel like this season, surprisingly enough, we had halfway the tools to to pull it off. Like, the odds were in our favor at the first half of this game. And you come out here, you're, you had, what, what was it, 24 to 0? And you're playing against the Kansas City Chiefs that's had a amazing season, has an amazing quarterback. And here you are. You're beating them. No one can believe it. Even Texans fans can't believe it. Like It's just everything is falling in line for us to move on to the next round. Thank you, Jesus. And then we get to, to that play where it's like, was it four and one? And the coach decides not to go for it. And that's where everything just started turning around. And you just saw like the light go out of, all the Texans' eyes, if you ask me, they got lazy. I guess they did too much in the first half. They got all those points in the first half because if you're a Texan fan, you know how they typically start. Like, they typically start pretty slow. And so for them to even be in this position, I don't know. Like, I really thought, oh, we're going to do it. It's going to be an upset. And then here comes, you know, the Chiefs doing what they do, playing good football. And it's amazing that the commentators, like, they knew it at home, like, or not at home. (laughs) They knew it, like, okay, if XYZ for the Texans is possibly injured, you're going to have to watch out for Kelsey. And it was like, they didn't hold Kelsey at all. He was the one getting most of the shots and the points for the Chiefs in order to beat us. And so... It was just crazy. It was heartbreaking because it's just like you try to be a diehard fan for all these Houston teams. We got the Astros out here cheating and stuff. You got the the Rockets. They'll get so far and so close, like just one game away from going to the the NBA Finals and, and we mess it up. And know this, I will never give up my allegiance to the Houston Rockets. Never. But it's hard to be a fan for these Texans. I'm not really into baseball, but I support the Astros because they're from Houston, right? But these Texans, I really think I might change and find a new team. I think I might try to just, what's my second option? I may have to go for the Saints next season. Like, I just, I don't know. And you can hate on me all you want, but that's how I feel as a Texan fan. Like, I'm absolutely tired of getting so far and the coaching staff is just crapola and injuries and stuff like I'm tired of building and waiting like we were right there we were at the cusp of being really great like 
no, I didn't think we were going to win the Super Bowl, but it would have been great to, to get out of just playing two playoff games and that's it. So I don't know. Music wise, um, if you're a Rihanna fan, you're always like just waiting for the, the next album since she's been doing other things with her makeup and her lingerie, lingerie line and all those great things. And um, apparently you have to audition to be on her album. I don't know if everyone has to audition, but apparently Shaggy has to audition to be on her album. And my thing is this, the fact that apparently, I guess you have, in order to say you need to audition, you have to think about this person and say, hey, I would like to possibly have you on my album. What do you think? Can we set up a time for you to audition? <laughs> and it's just like, no, that's not fair. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have to audition to be on Rihanna's album. Those shouldn't be, I get it. Like you run your show the way you want to run your show, right? But I'm glad that Shaggy knows his worth. And he's just like, I'm Shaggy. You know, I've done this and this and this. Like, if you thought about me enough to to say I have to audition, how come I just can't be on the album? We can just see how it goes. If you don't like the song, get rid of it. Like, <laughs> when I saw that headline, I was just like, this is this is pretty crazy. But what can you say? This is the time I guess we're living in to, to make this great Rihanna album. And I think, um, every album I like Rihanna more and more. Um, I, I like her, um, as a person. Um, but I'm not like a big Rihanna music fan. Like I like some of her singles and things like this, but as an album as a whole, I'm not really a, a big fan, but I am interested in seeing what a Rihanna album would sound like in 2020. Um, another hot topic that really just struck a chord with me because ladies, I know you're going to probably think I'm so weird, but it's just, I don't know. I guess I see so much stuff going on and maybe because I have so many male friends and maybe the things that my father said to me and my sisters as young ladies and things like this about how the world work as far as like men and women and things like this like I'm tired of seeing the narrative about black men being cheaters and that's it so you know you probably saw the post from Lonnie Love about black men cheating and she's basically placing this theory um because of slavery and having to to leave their wives and be sold and all this stuff and no, that's just not how it works. Like when you place those stereotypes and those um, generational curses, those type of things, you keep speaking life into that. It'll never go away. That's why I was like really behind little Duval when he came up with the song and basically the, the whole movement of black men don't cheat. Like, okay, there you go. Speaks speak positivity into the world and change the narrative because why does it just have to be black men like let's just stop saying black men cheat or all men cheat or all all men are dogs like all those things everybody cheats like both genders or whatever some people have never cheated I've never cheated like I'm the type of person I'm honest across the board I really didn't do a lot of 
uh, dating multiple people at one time, except for like one moment in my life because I just wanted to see what it was like. But there again, you have to know how to move and stuff. And so you have to be honest with the people you are dealing with. And I'm not sleeping with multiple people. I'm not even kissing multiple people. I'm actually trying to get to know multiple people so I can maybe make a choice. But to say that men are dogs and cheat all the time and once a cheater, always a cheater. Like, I, I just don't like those narratives because especially when you say always a cheater, once a cheater, always a cheater. You're saying people can't change. You're saying people can't grow and evolve and everyone can change. And, you know, that man could meet that woman or whoever and that be the one for him and have him change his whole like how he moves and stuff and he wants to be faithful that is possible and so I think we should get away from that narrative because women can be just as doggish as the next one and no, I'm not just trying to be on men on all the the side of the men, but it's just like if you see you see stuff going on with your friends, your family and all this stuff and how it goes and everyone's not being cheated on and you and you know friends and family members that are cheating and all of them aren't men. And let's just stop saying black men and let's just say like Hey, if you're not ready to date, don't date. Like, cause it's such a hard thing dating nowadays. And I've said this so many times on my podcast, like in my age bracket, I feel like I will say this as far as men and I'll back it up as far as like what I'm saying. Like, I feel like men really don't want to commit. And I remember it used to be so different when I was younger, like men were ready to be in a relationship they were ready for you to be their girlfriend and now it's not like it's always a discussion like what are we we kicking it hard what are we and I feel like men are are so afraid to commit because why options and the options are at your fingertips literally and a lot of people have brought up brought up this theory and it's the theory of social media and just the internet period like once those things came into play like everything was easy you don't have to go on dates and stuff like that like if you have done dating online like a lot of these men will like to meet up at like somewhere where they don't have to pay for a date especially the type of men that you know are dating multiple women now, some of these men will take you on dates and things like that, but for the most part, they want to they wanna meet somewhere where they can get a really good look at you and all these things, and then they want to decide what they want to do. And so it's just the world we live in, but I still think that people can be faithful because I always feel like if I have that mindset, I don't care if I'm a woman, like uh, there's someone else out there like me that wants to be faithful, that wants to settle down, that wants to be married, that doesn't have to cheat, that can control their desires as far as having sex and not having to be with every good looking person that they see. And once we can get to that point as a world, as far as like dating, this stuff would be so much better. But who am I? Just giving my two cents on 
the 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 narrative of black men cheat and once a cheater always a cheater because I've I've seen so many conversations in the past couple of weeks and I tend to sometimes side with the the theories and the reasoning from men because I I have just a better understanding I feel like and I feel like Another narrative that we need to get rid of is the narrative that is placed on women that all women are gold diggers just looking for a come up. Like that's something that needs to be taken away from women because every female is not the same. I'm not looking for someone to pay my bills. I'm not looking for a come up. I'm not looking for someone that can help my podcast get off the ground. Like none of that stuff applies to me. Like I just want I want the emotional stuff. I want the support. I want the love, those things. Like, and there's a lot, a lot of women out there just like me that just want the simple things in life, but it's not happening because of what all the choices that everyone has and everything's about how it looks on the internet or social media or whatever. And this is the the world we live in, sadly. Uh, another <laughs> hot topic uh, this past week was with one of my favorite rappers from Louisiana, and that's Boosie. And number one, if you don't follow Boosie on social media, like you're missing out on a lot of stuff. Like he's just when he gets in his bag and he's just like posting a lot of stuff like he's pure entertainment for the ratchet. And, you know, we all got some ratchet in us. Right. <laughs> so. He went to a basketball game, I guess a couple weeks ago now, and he had on a Kappa um, fraternity shirt. And he was looking fly, whatever, and he gave, you know, props and stuff like this. You later later learned that he has a brother that is a Kappa. So just keep that in the back of your head. And so um, a lot of the old heads came from, came, came from, I can't talk, came for Boosie because if you know, if you're a Greek or if you aspire to be a Greek and never made it, you know that you're not supposed to go around wearing their Greek letters and, and, or pretending to be a Greek or doing their strolls, things like this, da, 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 da. There's rules to the game, especially for your historically black fraternities and sororities, like, if you went to college or even if you didn't go to college, because it just seems like the culture is just there. It's in your families and things like that. You know someone that is a part of the Greek family. And so I knew when he posted that picture, it was going to be some problem because people are so petty with these Greek letters. And I get it. You did the work and all this stuff because there's even issues like if, if you don't pledge while you're physically in college and you decide to do it after you graduate and they call it the paper route and there's there's beef within that and no I'm not a Greek um but I wanted to be a Greek I won't say which sorority I wanted to be a part of but I wanted to and I even wanted to do it after I graduated college but I just never just did it or whatever but I always respected the the game the code I always knew the code like I knew what you could do what you couldn't do all those things and so of course Boosie doesn't know all that stuff so he just thought it was a fly sweater so he had it on look nice or whatever here come some of the Kappas but 
my thing is this. <laughs> if you use Wipe Me Down, my all-time fav- favorite turn-up song, as your number one song to to stroll to, like, what are we saying? What are we really saying? He doesn't ask you to, to pay him money to use his song as an organization. I've seen so many videos being posted with Kappas doing their stroll off of Wipe Me Down. And here you go, running up this man's mentions, comments, all this stuff for what? He wasn't doing it for clout. <laughs> like he was really a person that just didn't get it. He just didn't know the code. And I think if I was a part of the organization, I would have flipped it into a positive and I would have said, hey, Boosie, you can be an honorary member of the Kappas. And since we, you know, we love your song, let's just do that. Like he's showing your organization love. All his followers are seeing your Greek letters and all these things because he posted a picture in your stuff. Like, I think like the way they just really made it a big deal was just crazy. But I'm glad that Boosie, number one, said his piece. And number two, like he, he spent it into, he spun it into a positive thing as far as like, trying to learn how to do the the kappa shimmy and just a sidebar like there again went to college even not going to college like you just know like that kappa shimmy this is just something like each one of these greek organizations is known for something and the kappas are known for their cane work and their shimmy and it's a beautiful thing for those that can do it correctly and poor Boosie rests, you know, like, you know, bless his heart. Like, he really tried to learn how to shimmy his shoulders. And he's just not smooth with it. Like, you just, and you would think, like, Boosie would be able to, to do it. you think he would be, be someone that, that would be able to dance. I don't know why you just assume that certain people can dance. And that just wasn't it. It was a, a sad sight to see. Um, another... Um, a positive thing that he did um, for his Boosie um, bash that he has every year. Uh, He has invited um, the Kappas or whoever wins his competition. Um, They have to send in a video of them strolling to wipe me down. And he's going to pick a few winners to come up on stage and stroll to the song. And I think they also get a cash prize too. And so I thought that was really dope that he still like just kept it moving in the positive direction, which is the right thing to do because he, he really meant no harm from it. So I just thought that was just overdoing it. Just like also the next topic that I want to talk about. And I've been wanting to talk about Lizzo for a while like her as an artist and all this stuff. And let's go with topic number one. Uh, When she went to the Lakers game and she had on the thong. Okay, let's just first say this. As someone that is a BBW, um, I don't think people were, were fat shaming her for that incident. It was the fact that it could have been anybody. It could have been Beyonce, it could have been Rihanna. You don't go to a basketball game in a thong like I feel like that's definitely clout chasing and you don't have to do it because you're Lizzo you already got all these accolades and great music and booked and busy and all these things but here you go like 
doing something <laughs> that you don't have to do. I don't care like if you're comfortable in your skin and you feel good wearing that. It just wasn't the place to wear that. Like I just, so for all the people saying that she was being fat shamed because of that incident, that is not correct. Like people just thought it was just inappropriate to just be dressing like that period at a basketball game. Like you should just have some tack about yourself and I'm not attacking her or anything like that, but you should care about how you look when you go out. Like I've always been that type of person. I get that from my dad. Like he taught us, you need to worry about how you look when you go out in these streets because you never know who you're going to see. And that is a very true sentiment. And so I just didn't get it. When I saw it, I just didn't get it. And the people defending her, I just didn't get it. And so moving to the fat shaming that has been happening, number one, why does Lizzo have to be the prototype for your conversation for unhealthy Americans? Like just because she's been in the news and just because she loves herself, like it's, it's a difference of promoting unhealthiness and loving yourself. Lizzo loves herself. She's not out here in these streets saying, eat this cheeseburger, eat this ice cream, eat these cookies so you can be this size like me and you can find true love because you're this size. Being this size is so healthy. Like that's never been the the narrative and she just loves herself. She has confidence and that's a great thing to see. Everyone should have confidence and everyone should love who they are, no matter your size. And so for these people nitpicking, saying she's just so unhealthy, like would you nitpick at a random person you don't know and then use them as your, your poster boy for promoting weight loss or a healthy lifestyle? That's not fair. It's mean. And everyone's not going to be the same size. You don't know if she's been trying to lose weight for years. It's a journey to be healthy. And that's for anyone. It's not just about losing weight. It's about changing your lifestyle and eating. And people have an uphill and a downhill battle with diets and things like that. And I'm one of those people like it's it's hard, especially like you're busy and all these things and what are you going to do the first thing you're going to do you're going to buy something cheap and fast so you're fed and you can go on with your life and that's how we tend to live as the american people and so you can't just i just thought it was piss poor for them to be going after lizzo multiple times in regards to her weight like let's just you know, I keep saying this. I feel like I say this every year, but everyone needs to learn how to mind their God-given business. It's so easy. Like just stay busy doing stuff for you and yours and stop worrying about these celebrities or even in your regular life, stop worrying about the next one. Mind your God-given business. And I promise you, your life will be so much better when you mind your business. So that's my two cents on Lizzo. Um, a couple of more topics that I want to talk about, and hopefully it won't take me over an hour to talk about both of these things. Um, I think I'll talk about the Kanye West and the Sunday service um, topic that's been going on for a while, and I've been quiet on social media about this. I've said a couple of things in general as far as like your walk with God, but I haven't really got in depth with how I feel and the conversations I've had. So I, I'll save that for last. But um, I came across an interesting video 
in regards to um, people having um, sex changes and then having operation remorse. And this is a topic I've never seen in my life as far as um, people having remorse after having their sex change. And um, I thought that this was a very interesting topic because I think like when we when we're talking about our, our, our kids and um, all this stuff, like the younger people in, in regards to how they identify um, with themselves, um, their, the gender they identify as. And a lot of people want to support kids being the gender that they feel they want to be. And, you know, I, I, I stay, I mind my business, like I said, and I love people for who they they want to be like it's not my business what you want to do I learned that a while ago like your beliefs it doesn't matter to other people they're going to live their life no matter what so it's no point in getting arguments debates or hurting people's feelings or feeling like your feelings are hurt or having a a misunderstanding because people want to live their life and so my thing is this like every time I see these debates I'll number one yes there's always haters racist and you know, in every bunch. But I feel like a lot of people are coming from this this place of, especially with the kids, like, okay, you say that you identify with being a male, but you're a female, you were born a female. What if you change your mind down the line? And I thought this video was a great example of that. Like some people really be coming from a good place. I know that's kind of like my reservations about the whole thing with kids identifying as a different gender or knowing that they're gay as a child. And for me, like, I know people say you're born this way and all this stuff. That's fine. That's, that's fine. But I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. Like, I just feel like attraction you know like I know what I like you know what I mean and that's fine like you like a man that's fine that's fine but I feel like I didn't think about those things until later in life you know what I mean like oh he's cute I have a crush on him blah 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 those kinds of things and so when you're talking about gender identity for me that it takes it like a thousand steps further because that scares me because of things like this because what if you feel like as a young girl that you that you're a boy your parents let you go through with the operation 20 years down the line you decide you want to have a baby and you decide that being a man isn't for you and now you're in this different skin and you want to go back and mentally both curves are are I have to imagine tough to deal with to be a young child and you feel like you identify as someone else like that's that's a curveball and then to to have your parents say okay I'm gonna let you be you and there again like I feel like as a parent like you, you don't let your kids run the household and 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 stay with it because I'm gonna try not to offend anyone but you are the parent and it's not about not loving your child, not supporting your child, but are you going to let your child, for example, eat up the whole house? You know what I mean? Like your child is always hungry.
or your child wants to go outside and it's night. You have rules and regulations for a reason to protect your child. And no, that's not saying that you want to deny who your child is, but we're still talking about a child. And I feel like certain things you can't let your child make decisions until they are grown and mentally developed. We have to start getting, stop giving kids too much credit for what they understand nowadays. And the reason they understand some of the things they understand is because what? It's like all these kids come out with tablets and they find stuff on their own. They listen to grown-ups conversations. They hear about stuff at school and it's just amplified. It's totally different than the world I grew up in. And we got to let kids still be kids. You shouldn't be worried about who you're attracted to or things like that. Like I feel like tools should be given to deal with certain things but there again you still have to love your child you you don't you don't you know you don't say I'm not gonna love you anymore you're not my child whatever the case may be but this is a scary situation because you're you're mentally invested and then you've spent money and now they're setting up funds for Things just like this for people that this is overseas. Um, I, I didn't see anything in the United States in regards to funds being set up for um, sex change remorse, but they have these these funds set up for people that have remorse. And I just feel like I know, like um, with certain surgeries, like. If you want to get your breasts done, I know they used to, I don't know if they still do. You go through counseling to make sure if you want to alter your body and things like this. I don't know if they, I think they do go through a counseling process, but I don't know. I don't know how extensive it could be to make sure you don't have remorse because we live in a microwave society. Number one, we want everything right now. I feel this way. I want it right now. And then here we go. Like I feel, I feel bad in a sense because you thought that's what you wanted. And you have a lot of people out here supporting, wanting the support of people to, to stop shaming and killing people for being transgender and having the full, you know, just all that stuff. And then you want to flip flop. Like I just, I just, when I saw that story, I just, I, I, you know, I couldn't understand and it blew my mind at the same time because I just, you're taking your body through a lot mentally, physically, and I don't know. I am one of those people that will say that God doesn't make mistakes. So I feel like I am, I'm sorry, sorry, not sorry. I love everyone. I really do. And I, I don't, you know. If you're transgender or whatever, like it doesn't matter to me. But as far as my beliefs, I'm not going to treat you differently. I'm going to love you. I'm going to whatever, like nothing like that. Um, but I just feel like God doesn't make mistakes. Like, and then, and then I feel like we're questioning God if we say, well, this is what I was supposed to be. But then why did God make you a boy or a girl? Like, he took his time with you, like every single little hair on your body. He knows you. And I just think we need to invest more time in to trusting the process for those that do believe in God. That's another topic. Like I don't, 
I don't press people on anymore. Like I know we're supposed to try to, you know, spread the gospel and, and be good Christians and try to get others to, to follow his path. But it just causes too many arguments and things. And for me, that's just not my, my path. I can do other things for the Lord, but for this, I, I just, it's just too touchy for me. And I don't, I don't like doing it. So I do love all people, but I just feel like if you do believe in God, you're saying that he messed up when he made you and, you know, everyone's so different and so beautiful and unique that you should be proud of how God made you and just, I don't know, but that's, that's something I don't think I'll ever understand because I'm not in that person's mind. Just like I, I talk about, you know, being depressed, like your feelings are your feelings and they're valid. So if you feel like that, who am I to tell you that you feel like that? Like, I just, I can't tell you that you don't feel like that. I can't say you're lying or I can't say that's not who you are. Like, I just can't. That's why it's, it's a topic that I won't debate, but I do have opinions and I do have my thoughts on it. But there again, like I said, I'm not going to hate someone because of what they do or how they feel. It's not my business at the end of the day. It's not my business. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is in the same realm of not my business. And it's a topic that's touchy for a lot of people. And this is basically your walk with God. Number one, I feel like God does know your heart. And I feel like your walk with God is your walk with God. It's not anyone else's business but yours. And so Kanye West, Sunday service um, that he's been having for a while now. I know a lot of people thought it was like a gimmick or whatever, but my first point is this. If someone says that, hey, I'm getting closer to God and I feel like, hey, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do for the people. I want to have Sunday services. It's a free thing for people to come to. I'm not making money off of it. I just want to praise the Lord. And what's wrong with that? Like if, if someone is truly saying that is my journey, that is my journey. And shame on them if they're playing with God. And there again, also, that's their business. If they're playing with God, that's on them. Now, my thing is this, people are calling what he's doing a cult and all this stuff or cultish. I don't see it like that. Like you look at these videos and people are really praising the Lord. They're not praising Kanye. Kanye West is not out there giving a sermon. Now, I hope you people do know the difference between testifying and giving a sermon. He has not once given a sermon and... So for people to, to say that he's trying to get people to follow him and who is he to, to do all this stuff, I just, what is your walk with God looking like? Like, what does that look like for you? Like, um, I, my pastor will always say, don't worry about what your neighbor is doing as far as like praising the Lord, worry about your praise. Like you should be so busy praising the Lord for yourself that it shouldn't matter how Kanye West and his family is choosing to serve the Lord. And I just kind of thought it was wild that so many people 
people that claim they're Christians and all this stuff, you don't want to accept that someone's telling you that they have changed their walk with God. They have been renewed and refreshed and they want to do this. This is on their heart to do. And like and another thing, like the Kardashians, people are so hard on the Kardashians, but since the start of their reality TV show, one thing they have always talked about is going to church. Um, you don't, they don't show them going to church every episode, but you know that these people go to church, church is in them. And are we going to act like we don't have Kirk Franklin? He's not a pastor or anything like that. I don't think so, but his music, he's used non holy beats and things like that to spread the gospel. And so I know he had a hard time when he first came out and things like that, when he was using the other beats and things like that, but times change. And what do you have to do to, to reach the masses? Sometimes you have to change the way the music sounds to reach other people, to reach the younger people, to reach people that don't want to praise God by singing a Clark sister song or a Mississippi mass choir song like that. Some people want to jig for the Lord, excuse my saying, but some people want to do that. Some people want to stomp their feet for the Lord. And I'm one of those people, like I live by the notion of, I will never let a rock cry out for me. And you know, that's Bible of, you don't want something that's supposedly non-living praising the Lord and you have a mouth, you have hands, you have feet and you should be praising the Lord. You know what I mean? Like, so, and it even took me as a shy person to get over that hump. Like probably late in my twenties is when I really started opening up my mouth and not being ashamed to sing and clap my hands and stomp my feet and do whatever I feel when I'm in the spirit for the Lord and people can't for me I'm tired of people telling people how they should feel or how they should worship God again he's not giving sermons but he's providing the choir music (laughs) he's providing the choir music for the praising of the Lord and I don't understand why we want to down this so much. And I've had so many conversations with other people to try to check my level to see if something is wrong with me. Am I not a good enough Christian? Because I don't see a problem with all of the songs. Some of the songs, I'm going to get into one particular one. It makes my, my heart feel good, especially the Jesus is Born album from the Sunday Service Choir. That album is beautiful. They're singing, for the most part, traditional gospel songs, some of them with a twist, some of them as they are. And it's a good album. Like, I listen to that album and I feel the presence of the Lord. So if it makes me feel like that, I'm a Christian. I'm not out here doing crazy things like, normal Christian stuff. So what does that make me? Am I wrong? Because I want to listen to this choir, sing this song while I'm driving to work. Like it's just things like that. I'm not in a cult. I'm not giving people money. I'm not trying to drink the the weird Kool-Aid or whatever. I'm not dressing, whatever. Like I'm not buying the merch, like all those things. Like what makes this movement so bad? We could all use a little bit more positivity, a little more Jesus, 
a little more praise because this world is crazy and it gets crazier every single day. So for people to down the situation so much, I just, I really don't get it. And I feel like I'm halfway crazy because I enjoy the music. And like I said, um, the Jesus is Born album is my favorite of the two projects um, associated with the Sunday service movement. And it's just so beautiful. Um, Probably one of the top gospel songs ever made is Total Praise. And they have that on there. And I just love the fact that they don't even sing all the words of the original Total Praise, but all they are doing is saying, amen, 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 amen. And it's just, I don't know, like, there again, like you just feeling in the spirit, like God is with you. And if it feels so good like that on your own, how can that be a bad thing? That's, that's the thing that I don't get. And so, uh, Jesus is born. This is really, it's just the choir that Kanye West takes with him. He's not on the album. Um, it's 19 songs. Uh, it's really like, a old school gospel with a twist for the most part. Like I said, there's a few like non-traditional gospel songs on here. A few remakes of worldly songs as Christians would call it. But for the most part, it's straight gospel. Now there's one song that I feel like if I remove it off of the album, so I would have to create a playlist. Basically I would remove this one particular song I'm going to talk about, Back to Life and Maybe Weak. But everything else I would leave as is. Now, the only reason that I would take this particular song all the way off the album is how my body reacted to when the song started. Now, I feel like if I had that reaction, other people probably had that reaction. And that means that's not of God. And so I need to take that off the playlist because I can't worship him if I'm moving my body in a certain way. So the song that I'm talking about, and this was a hot topic when it was a clip going around of the the choir singing the song, and it's called Souls Anchored. And this is basically a gospel remake of So Anxious, the genuine song. And so this is where it went wrong for me as soon as the song started. And so I'm just going to let the first few seconds of Souls Anchored by the uh, Sunday Service Choir. I don't want to get kicked off off any uh, platform. So let me make sure I do my my notations. And like I guess I'm just going to play a few seconds and you let me know how your body reacted. Even right now, I can't stop my body from reacting to those drums. Like, it's it's wild. And that's why I feel like it shouldn't be on here. So, you, you hear those drums. They get in your body quickly, and before you know, before you know it, you're rolling. You know what I mean? And that's why I said, Jesus, hands up. I mean, finger up. <laughs> Excuse me. No, I can't. I can't listen to that one in a gospel sense. Like, 
if you know me also, I'm a musical person. So I love good music. So those drums and all that stuff, I love the instrumentation of the song and how it still sounds original and all that stuff. And I feel like the drums, the live drums make it sound better than uh, the original, you know, so anxious. But I said, no, Lord, I cannot worship you rolling you know, rolling my back and all this stuff. And I'm doing it right now in my t- as I'm talking because I'm thinking about the song. I cannot worship you this way. So if you're able to dial it back for yourself, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. You have to make decisions for you. Um, being a Christian, one of the number one things you should know is you should know the Bible for yourself. You should know the Lord for yourself. You should have your own personal walk with the Lord for yourself. You shouldn't just follow behind your pastor or whoever um, you are holding responsible for being the, the um, why well, can't I think of the word, but you know what I'm trying to say, that leads the flock. You know, like you have to know because people will have you out here drinking the Kool-Aid and you just don't want to do that. So I think I did pretty good for being back in the swing of things. I still have to get used to it and still trying to find a schedule with having this whole baby out here in this world. It's crazy, but I'm doing it. I went back to work almost two weeks ago now and it's a crappy feeling to feel like you got to leave your baby and all these things. I hate leaving that child. Like I really do. And that's wild. Like I always wanted to be a mom. Yes. But like physically doing it and going through the C-section, all this stuff is wild to me. It's 100% wild. I still can't believe I have a whole baby boy and he's a mess with his gray eyes. Like it's crazy. Like I always, I was, the whole time I was pregnant, I was like, I want him to have straight hair <laughs> and I want him to have pretty eyes like me. If you know what I look like, see me in person, you know, I have like these light brown eyes. They sometimes change a little bit, but I want him to have pretty eyes like his mama. And like he's past the bar. He's jumped over the bar. Like he has his gray eyes from um, his grandpa on his daddy's side. And so strong Louisiana blood. I'm born in Louisiana, family in Louisiana. His daddy's from Louisiana. So we got a problem on our hands and that's all I'm going to say, but I am enjoying being a mom and I want to enjoy being a podcaster and I want to be able to touch people. I want to be able to make people smile and laugh, whether it's people laughing at my voice or whatever the case may be. Maybe I'll start rapping again. I don't know, but we'll see. But I did miss being behind the mic. I miss being in the studio. So I know I probably will record some in the studio and things like that, but it's nice to be back. So let's just go ahead and get to the business of the end. And if you're not subscribed to it, subscribe. You can find me on iTunes, Apple Music, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Anchor. I might be on Anchor, um, Overcast. I'm everywhere that you can possibly be right now for a podcast. So 
follow me, let your friends know about me, go to my website, even though I want to revamp that, I hate it, outhoughtfallon.com, you can email me if you have questions or want me to give you advice or anything like that, you want me to listen to some music and talk about it, um, my email is outhoughtfallon, F-A-L-L-O-N, at gmail.com, you can follow me on social media, um, Probably the best place is Instagram, um, and it's oh you thought Fallon on the gram. I'm on Twitter, pretty and smart eighty one. That's pretty, the letter N, smart eighty one. Um, I plan on setting up a Facebook page for the podcast. Haven't done it yet. Um, so yeah, so this is a, a good first run, and I'll be back next week. Until next time, remember to glow up, bless up, stay prayed up, and hold it down. Hold it down.